Riff Monkeys. Hit me! Public enemy there with 911 is a joke, or more flavor flav there with 911 is a joke. And a rare um, solo performance by um, Flav there, even though he did quite a few. We'll be hearing some more later on. Welcome to the Riff Monkeys podcast, number 46, with me, Brian Wells, DJ Freaklips. Um, yeah, part two of the uh, Gods of Rap, Gods of Hip Hop um, series. And this is Public Enemy again, man. We're, and we're on the third album. Uh, Fear of a Black Planet. Now, Fear of a Black Planet is the third studio album by American hip-hop group Public Enemy. 
It was released on April 10th, 1990 by Def Jam Recordings and Columbia Records. Um, for the album, Public Enemy's Bomb Squad production team sought to expand on the dense, sample-layered sound of the group's 1988 record, the last album. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Having fulfilled their initial creative ambitions with that album, um, the enemy uh, aspired to create what lead rapper Chuck D called a deep, complex album. Uh, their songwriting was partly inspired by the controversy surrounding uh, Professor Griff and his dismissal from the group in 1999 for anti-Semitism. Topical. Now, Fear of a Black Planet featured elaborate sound collages and incorporated varying rhythms, numerous samples, media sound bites, and eccentric loops uh, reflecting the song's confrontational tone. Um, recording in the, the during the golden age of hip hop, more on that later. Its assemblage um, of reconfigured and recontextualized oral sources um, preceded the sample clearance system that later emerged in the music, music industry, and uh, which I guess it had to, you know, because uh, there's a lot of bands out there, the Beastie Boys, De La Soul. De La Soul, I think, got into most trouble. Uh, they were sued by a band called The Turtles. Uh, they sampled a lot. I mean, they reckon Fear on a Black Planet has got over 200 samples on it, you know. Um it explores themes um, of organisation and empowerment within the black community, uh, social issues affecting African-Americans and race relations at the time. Although you could probably say that about all Public Enemies albums. Um, the record's criticism of institutional institutional racism, white supremacy and the power elite was partly inspired by Dr. Francis Cross Wising's views on colour. Um, a commercial and critical hit, Fear of a Black Planet sold 2 million copies in the United States and received rave reviews from critics all over the world, many of whom named it one of the album's, uh, one of the year's best albums. Its, its success contributed uh, significantly to the popularity of Afrocentric and political subject matter in hip-hop and the genre's mainstream resurgence at the time. Since then, it's been viewed as one of um, hip-hop's greatest and most important records, as well as being musically and culturally significant. In 2003, Fear of a Black Planet was ranked number 300 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. And in 2005, the Library of Congress added it to the National Recording Registry. Awesome. So let's hear another track of that. This was the, I think this is the lead single uh, from the album. This is a wicked track. This is called Welcome to the Terror Dome. Here, yeah, I wear, got them going in fear. Rhetoric said 
and red tips up in a go And not quick to go sign the hard rammer Work the keep from getting jerk Changing some ways The way back in the better days Raw men are physically bold Never follow the code Still drop the load Never question what I am God knows Cause it's coming from the heart What I got Better get some Get on up Hustler of culture Snake bitten Bits bit in the face But the rhymes keep fitting, respect's been given, how's your living? Now I can't protect, I paid off defect Check the record and reckon, inattentional wreck Played off as some intellect, made the call, took the fall, broke the laws Not my fault that they're falling off, known as fair square throughout my years So I growl at the living foul, black to the bone, my home is your home But welcome to the Terradome Look at you, look at you now. You ain't wondering if you feel me. 
So yeah, Fear of a Black Planet was recorded in sessions during uh, June to October in 1989 in Greenwood's Green Street Recordings uh, in New York City. The Music Palace in West Hempstead and Spectrum City Studios in Hempstead. Uh, it was produced entirely by the Bomb Squad, which included Chuck D, uh, as I said before, um, Eric Vietnam Sadler, and brothers Hank and Keith Shockley. Uh, the sessions marked the first time that Keith was credited as a member of the team, playing a significant role in composing the main tracks and music for the album. Uh, Hank Shockley directed them and was referred to by Chuck D quite often as the Phil Spector of the hip-hop world. Um, for fear of a black planet, they sought to expand on the dense sample-layered wall of noise production of It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. The Bomb Squad worked out an elaborate method that involved um, the members assembling different types of sounds in the studios. They reconfigured the and recontextualized fragments from various sources of their own compositions. Each member brought a different philosophy uh, to composing, arranging sounds and working with technology. While sampled material was taken uh, from singles, LPs and the radio, among other sources, um, Hank uh, called the group a production assembly line where each person had their own particular speciality. Um, Shockley came from a DJ's perspective. Eric uh, coming from a musician's perspective. So together, you know, we started working out different ideas. Sadler advocated a more traditional, structured approach to songwriting, while Shockley approach was more experimental. Um, and as the main lyricist, Chuck D wanted to recontextualize the sampled materials uh, into his lyrics and create a theme, which a lot of people do, uh, including myself. Um, the Bomb Squad listened to various music records and used devices such as the EM. SP-1200 drum machine and sampler, the Akai S900 sampler, and a Macintosh computer um, to arrange samples and sequence tracks. Uh, the sessions, which were recorded by Shockley uh, for future reference, had the group playing beats and records while collecting potential sample material. Um, Chuck D has said that 95% of the time it sounded like a mess, but there was that 5% of magic that would happen. Um, and one of those moments was this next track, which was commissioned by Spike Lee for the, the movie Do the Right Thing. Um, this is a track called Fight the Power. Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight.
bananas, we can't get careless You, you say, say what, what is, is this? Yeah. My beloved, let's get down to business Mental self-defense or fitness Don't rush the show You got to go with what you know To make everybody see In order to fight the powers that be Fight the power Fight the power Fight the power Okay, talk to me about the future of Public Enemy. Awesome. Uh, and check out the movie as well by Spike Lee. Um, absolutely awesome movie. And uh, Public Enemy did the soundtrack to it. It's just strange how that is a, that song is right on the end. It's the last track. It's a 20 tracks on, uh, on that album. And um, yeah, it's the last one. It kind of just seems like thrown on at the end, but it's actually the best song on the album. Uh, so moving on to Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black. Um, obviously taken here from two different movies, Apocalypse Now and The, en- and the Empire Strikes Back. Um, Apocalypse 91 was recorded at the Mix Palace in Long Island, New York, and produced by the Bomb Squad and, and the Imperial Grand Ministers of Funk, um, which consisted of producers Stuart Roberts, um, Serwin C. Dog Depper, uh, 
Gary G. Wiz Ronaldo and the JBL. Those are made-up names, by the way. Um, the album title is an allusion to the, the film's Apocalypse Now and The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, the group would take a new direction with the sound, partly out of necessity. According to Hank Shockley, around this time, the discs for every track they had been working on for the past four or five years had been stolen. And as a result, they had to rush to recreate the music and put it on the album uh, in a timely manner. Um, Shockley admitted it was impossible to completely recover what they had lost saying once you lose all your data, it's very difficult to get that data back. Uh, you may get some of it back, but you'll never get the complete set. You won't even know what the complete set is because there's data in there you didn't really know you had, um, which is why they kept them all and kept working from them. In, in retrospect, he believed the loss stunted Public Enemy's growth. Um, we never really recovered from it. Uh, they were on a roll. Um, and to lose that material set, me, set them back very hard. And as a result, the sound was a little leaner than the dense production of their previous albums, and live musicians became a prominent element as well, um, which is great for gigs. You know, the group recorded one million bottle bags to protest the pervasiveness of malt liquor in the African-American community. Public Enemy collaborated with the metal band Anthrax to record a thrash version of their earlier hit, Bring the Noise, uh, which I did play for you. I played the Anthrax version for you last week. Um, so I'm going to play a track off this album now. It's an absolutely incredible album. Uh, and this is my personal favourite song by Public Enemy. This is called Can't Trust It. It started in slave ships. There are more records of slave ships than one would dream. It seems inconceivable. Until you reflect that for 200 years, ships sailed carrying cargoes of slaves. Run, non, be non-violent. In the face of the violence that we've been uh, experiencing for the past 400 years, is actually doing our people a disservice. In fact, it's a crime. It's a crime. Here come the drums! Step. Can't, Can't trust, trust it. it. No, 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 no. Can't no, trust no, no. it. No. 
Released Apocalypse 91 and critical acclaim. Um, Anthony de Curtis of Rolling Stone praised its production and lyrics, stating that Apocalypse 91 attempts nothing short of setting a social political agenda for the black community. Uh, similarly, Ron, uh, Ronin Rowe of The Source highlighted Chuck D's powerful and focused lyrics, as well as the uncompromising and raw nature of the album. The Enemy uh, credited the album for being more soulful and funkier than its predecessors, but admitted that it included some um, filler. In Playboy, prominent critic Robert Christiou highlighted the first um, half of the album, calling it Public Enemy's most exciting sustained sequence ever, but criticised the second half for being less consistent. Now, Apocalypse 91 is great rather than classic because you can't make four classic albums in a row, observed the uh, the hip-hop fanzine louder than a bomb. P.E. are still the best band in America, and they're once again made the best album of the year. Now, Apocalypse 91 was ranked at number two in the Village Voices 1991 Paz and Jop Critics Poll behind Nirvana's Nevermind, while editors of Spin ranked it seventh in the list of 20 best albums of the year. Retrospectively, all music editor Stephen Thomas Erlewine cites the album as one of the greatest 
uh, one of the great records of the golden age of hip hop. Um, and the record was also included in the book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Now, I promised you earlier that I would um, go into a little bit about the golden age of hip hop. So here we go. Um, the golden age of hip hop was a name given to the mainstream hip hop music created in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, particularly artists and musicians originating in the New York metropolitan area, like Public Enemy, uh, Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, that kind of thing. Um, it's characterised by its diversity, quality, innovation and influence on hip-hop after the genre's emergence and establishment in the previous decade. Uh, there were various types of subject matter, while the music was experimental and the sample, uh, sampling from old records was uh, eclectic. Uh, the era associated with the development and eventual mainstream success of hip-hop music would be referred to as the golden age of hip-hop. Uh, the artists most often associated with this period are LL Cool J, Slick Rick, Ultra Magnetic MCs, The Jungle Brothers, Run DMC, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys, KRS-One, Eric B and Rakim, De La Soul, Big Daddy Kane, EPMD and A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, releases by these acts coexisted in this period um, and were as commercially viable as those of early gangster rap artists such as Ice-T, Ghetto Boys, N.W.A., uh, Two Live Crew and Too Short and party-oriented music by uh, acts such as Kid and Play, The Fat Boys, which I loved as a kid, man. The Fat Boys were awesome. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and The Fresh Prince and, of course, MC Hammer. So let's get another track from this album. That's the golden uh, that age of hip hop, by the way, explaining. I did explain in the last, uh, last episode as well, the difference between rap and hip hop. A lot of people think, I asked a question the other day to someone, what do you think the difference is between rap and hip hop? And they said, oh, it's one's more melodic or one's more got this. It's got nothing to do with that at all. Rap, a rap is, a rapper is, they're all rappers, you know? There's three elements to hip hop. There's a DJ for the music. There's dancers on the stage. Okay, and then there's a rapper. So it's all rap. It's just that hip hop is three different elements that come together to make hip hop. So let's check out another track from uh, Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black. Of the cell block, but 
they come from California Population is none In a desert and sun With a gun cracker running things under his thumb Staring hard at the postcards Isn't it odd and unique Seeing people smile while in the heat 120 degrees Cause I wanna be free What's a smiling face When the whole state's racist Why wanna holiday damn it Cause I wanna So if I celebrate it Standing on the corner I ain't drinking no 40 Drinking time with a 9 Till we get some land Call me the trigger man Looking for the governor huh. He ain't loving you high But hear the trouble yeah, He's rubbing you wrong Get the point and come along He can get to the joint I urinated on the state While I was kicking this song Yeah, you better be fair The sucker over there He tried to keep it yesteryear The good old days The same old ways that kept us dying hey, Yes, you, me, myself, and I indeed What he need is a nosebleed Be between the lines And then you see the lie Politically planned And understand that's all she wrote When we see the real side To hide behind a boat And they can't understand why he the man Who's singing by the king They don't like it when I decide to make it Wait, I'm waiting for the day For the man who demands respect Cause he was great, come on I'm on a one mission To get a politician to honor Or he's a donor by the time I get to Arizona So I pray, I pray every day I do embrace out of maker Looking for culture I got but not here for Jamaica Pushing and shaking the structure, bringing down a Babylon Here in the circle to make it hard for the brown The heart full of what I need it now More than ever now, who's sitting on my freedom oppressor People beat up, a piece of the pick We picked a piece of the land we're serving now Reparation, a piece of the nation, damn we got the nerve Another nigga they saying, classify we want too much My people plus the nine is mine, don't think I even don't Here's a brother, my attitude is here, I'm hang up high I'm blowing up the 90s, started ticking in 86 When the blind get a mind, better start fearing while we singing now There will be the day we know who's down and who will go, 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 go By the time I get to Arizona By the time I get to Arizona Yes, by the time I get to Arizona by Public Enemy from the 1991 album Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black. Now, that song uh, deals with former Arizona governor Evan Metcham, who in the 80s faced harsh criticism during his time in office after he refused to recognise Martin Luther King's birthday as a national holiday. Uh, John McCain, who's still a prominent um, 
politician, uh, was was an Arizona senator at the time. And in 1983, he opposed creation of a federal holiday to honor Martin Luther King. He later admitted that it was a mistake. Um, and in 1990, supported the holiday. Now, when this song was released in 1991, Arizona and New Hampshire were the only states that did not recognize Martin Luther King holiday. I wonder why. <sighs> Yeah, um, the song samples Two Sisters of Mystery by the 70s funk band Mandrill, who are extremely funky. Um, The music video, if you want to check it out on YouTube, uh, stirred also some controversy as it depicts the group assassinating the governor with a car bomb. Um, The song and the video are public enemy at their most militant, uh, implying that they will use force to advance their agenda kind of thing, you know? So yeah, let's listen to one more track off of the album Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black. And I'm going to play a track called Move. This is featuring Sister Soldier. I'll talk a little bit about Sister Soldier after the song. Um, she's absolutely amazing. Love her. She's um, she's very militant. She's like, what it is, is um, P- Professor Griff was the, the head of, uh, you know, um, politics, I guess, in the group. And... Um, when he was kicked out of the band, not for very long, you know, but they made him, they made Chuck D kick him out of the band for anti-Semitism. Um, so they got in Sister Soldier to take his place for a little while, and she is absolutely incredible. And here she is on fire in this song, Move. See, the black race can't afford you no more. Yours. I poured on the brakes to embrace laws Giving a gap in the soul, the brothers be having it Whilst the five things the dope will be grabbing it We no complaints, giving up in the air On the mic, like I'm alone in the paint Why rip the rapper when it flow like water I ran a rush a television reporter The frauds that tried to front Watch your back, stop pouring those little stunts Assault and battery, cause I snatched the battery Off his back, the TV pack Why pop the rhyme on the rhyme when he kick it I rather spend my time spitting on the bigot Who pumped the pimp that fed the fiends He got jumped by the brothers in Fort Green They slapped the Mac, they kept us back Sucker sucking the hood like Drax So if you're dragging us down with the whack attitude Get up, look out, get out the way Move! Move! Get out the way Move! Of a setup, horn and on and roll up, cause that's a L L I N never applied to this brother that tried to let you know the folk of the American joke that kept us broke. Now I'm ready to rap strong facts. I swing like both jacks. I'm never calm on a bomb track. 60%, three fifths constituted, <laughs> prostituted. Why a man cause is written on the paper right now? The motherfuckers bow. I kick the lyric about the tricks of the trade and the money made. Who got the money? But your five dollar bill, I'm gonna find some rich old bloodline. But the blood is in the mud. Take the whack and attack it like a scud. To the patriotic hitter that got paid off my people, I'm rude. Look out, get out the way, move. 
featuring Sister Soldier, um, absolutely incredible person, Sister Soldier, real name Lisa Williamson, uh, born January 28th, 1964, in the Bronx, New York. Um, she's an American author, activist, recording artist and film producer. She gained prominence um, for Bill Clinton's criticism of her remarks about race in the United States during the 1992 presidential campaign, which coincided, April, I mean, April that year, April 92 was when the, the Watts riots were going on. And um, Clinton's well-known comments led to what is now known in politics as a sister soldier moment. Um, it's been written about Sister Soldier. Um, she is hip hop generation's best selling author, um, activist, recording artist, um, film producer. Is one of the most powerful and meaningful persons speaking to youth and students today. Her intelligence is unselfish. She shines as she offers cultural, spiritual, political, economical, practical analysis and constructive solutions with the precision of a surgeon. Soldier's words, thoughts, lessons, and books are transforming the next generation. One once you've heard her speak, it's impossible for you to remain the same. You'll change the way you think, love and live. And fans of the TV series Orange is the New Black uh, may be surprised to realise that it was inspired by her and her writings. Um, so, awesome. Let's move on quickly. We've got 15 minutes left of the show. And I want to move on quickly to... Um, the fifth album by American hip hop legends, Public Enemy, released on August 23rd, 1994 by Def Jam Recordings. Its title is a stylization of the phrase music in our message or music and our message. It's called, it's, it's a very strange title, Muse, Sick and Our Message. And it's probably the worst performing um, album by Public Enemy. It, it's the least selling album, um, 
it's just yeah there's no there's no memorable um so there's no hits in it but that's that's the thing you know with public enemy it's it's what they're talking about that matters i'm sure you know the songs are, are, are far more relevant than others but because of you know the way music the music business is uh you got to have hits so the album only well the first week of sales was 56,000 copies and considering their first two albums you know <clears throat> they were selling millions in the first week so yeah, it, it kind of, it, it kind of, it, it, a lot of people. I mean, I'll read you some of the, some of the responses, the critical responses. According to music journalist Neil Strauss, music critics initially accused Public Enemy of being out of touch, uh, of launching a weak attack against the trend towards gangster rap, uh, of writing second-rate rhymes, of producing the album poorly, or using a bad pun for the title, uh, and for being too old. Um, yeah, very strong. Oh, Spin Magazine gave it, um, said it was highly recommended, knee-deep in the age of gangster, in the at the anticlimactic millennial edge of a world already gone wrong. Public Enemy has dropped its latest. So it's very mixed to positive reviews. But I think most of it is BS because I absolutely love this album. Um, it's just it's just timing, I guess. You know what I mean? The name of the album and stuff. I remember having the poster, actually, of this in my apartment. Um, I'm going to play a track off it now, which is called Bedlam 1313, and I think it's awesome. It's going to be Bedlam the weekend on Good enough to know no end up, pull it out the window. 
Yeah, man. I just love Flavor Flay's voice in, in anything. You can see what, what an integral part of the band he is, you know. He's like Bez in Happy Mondays. This wouldn't be the same, even though Bez didn't say anything. So, yeah, due to the change um, of the album's release date, this could explain why it was it got negative reviews, you know. Um, it, wait, it got re- negative reviews from publications such as Rolling Stone and The Source, who were pretty, you know, they're quite important publications. Um, but their reviews were published a month prior to the album's first sales week. Uh, and in spite of this... Uh, music and our message um, fared better with its first week sales of 56,000 copies than most of Public Enemy's previous albums. The album quickly fell off the charts as sales were negatively impacted by Def Jam's move from Sony Music to Polygram during its release. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Swings and roundabouts, mate. Do you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm going to play another couple of tracks off of this album, and then that's going to be it for tonight. Um, until next week, when I'm either going to be doing, looking at another couple of Public Enemy albums, or going a little bit deeper into the golden age of hip-hop, or indeed, in the, on my other series, uh, What the Funk. I think we need to get back to the funk. Um, so anyway... I'm going to play another track off of this, off of the 1994 Public Enemy album, Music and Our Message. This is called Hitler Day. 500 years ago, one man claimed to have discovered a new world. Five centuries later, we the people are forced to celebrate a black holocaust. How can you call a takeover to trust me? Murderers from the planet, most people taking for granted. 502 is still doing. Give a reason I'm hating October, celebrating the day of the black, the brown, and the red. Sick and tired of being sick and tired of jumping to conclusions before I play the confusion. Ask the hands and dust the dust. I'm talking about Columbus, hit me off. Yeah, this is the day. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
That's brilliant. You know, there's far too few songs by Public Enemy where they get they get rocking. You know, they get a band, and it's like I, I absolutely love it. I think it goes really well. His rap style goes so well with rock music more than more than most. Um, so yeah, I'm near the end of the show. Just a few minutes left. Time for one more track. Um, so thanks for tuning in to Mix 106 on this lovely Tuesday evening. It's summer's coming, eh? It was a great day today, and yesterday was about 22 degrees, I think. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in to Riff Monkeys podcast, Mix 106. Uh, I'll see you next week for some more funk or hip-hop, you know. Um, see where the mood takes me. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and good night. And I'll leave you with one more track from the 1994 Public Enemy album, Music and Our Message. This is Live and Undrugged, part one and two. Good night. And we just push pressure, pressure, pressure. Sometimes we don't know who controls this, who controls us. So we stop around and stop and see whose feet we get. It's been a long time since the rhyme road, a rough road I'm riding rhythms and giving a dose of brother load I never said I wasn't good at it Cause I'm a static addict No fear, you gotta know I had it And if you know better, supposed to do better So I know I got green
the back, yo, it's over, yo, it's over. Terminator X, 
The security of the first world in your face. Right versus wrong. Good versus evil. God versus the devil. What side are you on? Music and our message. Nine four for your mind. Rubber in the zone. Music and our message. Music and our message. Riff monkeys.